This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other mediums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. Welcome back. Episode five season one i'm here with my man paul chapman hey listen rome you uh you got me excited here and i forgot to let me mute my phone because it'll probably go off a thousand times with work and uh all right yeah you know (laughs) that's who i am bleep bleep here we go (laughs) so paul welcome back man it's so good to have you man it's just me and you today just me and you doing the podcast. This is episode five, and kind of what we're thinking today is we're just going to try to have a little bit of fun. We're going to talk about some random things today, nothing particular, just some random things, just to give our listeners out there uh, some insight to who Roman Hamilton is and who Paul Chapman is. We've had such a spectacular run so far with five uh, four episodes. Uh, our first episode, we had uh, Lon Schutman. Mm, Dr. Lon. Dr. Lon. And, you know, we just uh, basically went on the, the search for truth. We talked about um, doing that which was right in our own eyes and, and the culture and just how people have kind of just seemed to have lost their way and we need to reorient, refocus our mind on Christ. Episode two, who was with us in episode two, Paul? The man himself, Richard Parker. Richard Parker, and we also had David Lowe. DL, David Lowe. <laughs> David Lowe. Both those guys gave some really good insight. We talked about the true vine, being connected to the source, the true vine, which is Jesus Christ. And then episode three, we uh, was with. Jackie Wakefield. Jackie Wakefield. And what a blessing Jackie has been to the uh, the community of Teleco Plains. He serves faithfully at River of Life, but he is also a jail minister. And Jackie has done that for many, many years. And so, Jackie, we're just so thankful for you. And we was out of Romans chapter 12. We talked about the transforming truth of Christ. And you know, speaking of our boy, David Lowe, David Lowe uh, said he wanted to be on the podcast every time. David, I know you're probably going to be listening to this. We we want to have you. Okay. But we got to also share the wealth, right? David Lowe. David Lowe. <laughs> David Lowe. <laughs> David Lowe uh, we love you, buddy. Um, but episode three, 
with Jackie, we talked about the transforming truth of Christ. And David, uh, he, I've got to give him credit for this because David said, when you talked about, um, you know, not being conformed to this world and being transformed in the mind of Christ, let your mind be transformed. He said, did you talk about metamorphosis? Mm. I said, no, we didn't. Because that's why you should have me on the show. <laughs> you should have me on the show. Uh, and, I, and I said, I'm, but I'm going to go back and re-record that over. And, and I didn't, David, just for you, because I want to give you a shout out. But, he, you know, just like a, a caterpillar yeah. goes into its cocoon. And when it comes out, is it a caterpillar or is it something different? Is it the same or is it something new? It's something completely different. It's transformed into what it's supposed to be. That's right. And so that's what happens in Christ. We become transformed. Yes. And it doesn't happen overnight. No. Does it? It takes time. <laughs> a and, lot of time. And in the pre-show, me and you were talking. I mean, I feel like my, my mind, my life, it has taken me time to be transformed in Christ and find out who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Would you agree? I mean, I, how, I would agree how do you feel totally. about you? Have you feel like you've been transformed into? A- yes. I mean, from the beginning to now, from, from then to now, it's, um, it's not in day. Uh, the things I desire are different. The things I pursue are different. Uh, the way I react is a ton different. There's times when you react in the old way, depending on, uh, on how things are. And, that's my biggest struggle is reacting the way that I, that I used to react uh, sometimes in aggravation or anger, but it's a process day by day that he's molding you and making you. And, and when, just when you think you've arrived and you think that, that you're where you're supposed to be, he crumbles you on the wheel and starts over. And it's like, wow, that hurt, but <laughs> it was good. <laughs> you know, Paul, I uh, one time did a um, spirit animal test. Mm. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. That we're all, that we all have a spirit animal? Yeah. And some people may think, well, Roman, that's sacrilegious. That may not be. Well, you know what? I was having some fun. I was a chia pet. You was a chia <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, so I expected my spirit animal to be a lion or a rhino. <laughs> the lion of the or tribe of Roman. A bear or something, you know, mighty and ferocious. I took this I took the spirit animal test. I don't want to know. I was a butterfly. Really? I was a butterfly, which, you know, you know, so I could see that. I just think, oh, a wimpy butterfly. No, man. But there was some there was some really cool things that it brought up and it just talked about how, you know, change very open to change and very uh, free in your spirit and how you know there's just certain things that don't seem to to weigh you down yes and i thought well you you, you know, know you can't really deny your spirit animal well, that's true you, uh, uh, you being my pastor i can see that you know I, I i saw it like i think it was the uh the sunday that we gave our seniors their bibles uh-huh. uh you, you know you you were saying you want to do do a thing this way and and somebody said, "No, I really don't want to do it that way." And you're like, "Got to be flexible at Poplar Bluff." Uh, that you know, was Brad. <laughs> that was Brad. Uh, so, so yeah, you you've got to. This is one thing my pastor uh, Steve Tig. Shout out to Steve Tig. When we were doing some, we had done some mission trips, and he said one thing that I've learned is that you have to be liquid. Yeah, I believe because that. if you're too rigid, when plans change, and, and anytime you go on a mission trip. Things change. It never goes according to plan. And so you got to be liquid. Yeah. 
you've got to be liquid. And there's somebody else who gave that great philosophical analogy, a man by the name of Bruce Lee. You ever heard of Bruce Lee? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the founder of Jeet Kune Do. So Bruce Lee, he uh, was doing a, a talk show interview, and they were asking him about his, uh, what is Jeet Kune Do? What style is it? And he says, well, you know, the thing about martial arts and certain styles, well, when you, when you have a certain style, you're limited, right? Yeah. But he said, be formless, be shapeless like water. Yes. You give what your, or you, you take what your opponent gives you. You adapt to however you're being attacked. And, and you find different ways to adapt. And so there's some really cool truth there in being liquid, being water, and being a butterfly. Okay? Being, being a butterfly. <laughs> Speaking of that metamorphosis, listen to this. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So in our metamorphosis, we look at this and, and we see that, you know, we're surrounded. People are watching. They're watching us go into our cocoon and they're watching us come out like a butterfly. And, and he's saying here, look, you're going to be hindered. In your transformation, you're going to be held, try to be held back in your transformation. You're going to be battered and bruised in your transformation. But if you'll hold on to me and put away the old man and morph into the new man, which is me inside you, creating you in my image, that when you get there, it's going to be beautiful. You bring up a good point, Paul, because there's an enemy out there. Yes. That wants to come against us and hinder you from reaching your potential yeah okay saved by grace you're on your way to heaven oh yeah but now that you've been saved god is wanting to do something in you and through you yeah and so he's working on you yeah you've got ups and downs and you've got trials and tribulations and there's testings and you've got to you know prove that which is the perfect and, and acceptable and, and will of god in your life yes and and satan's going to try to hold you back and keep you from like you said becoming what God has called you to be. Yeah. So let me drop this quote on you. The reason that you are facing such challenges in your life, the reason that you're going through so much hardship and having to endure so many difficult things is because thieves don't break into empty houses. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy but if you were empty, Paul, well, he'd leave you alone. Yeah, wouldn't bug you a bit. Well, yeah. And so if you're out there and you're trying to live for the Lord, and I want to encourage you too, because we've talked personally about some things. Remember, thieves don't break into empty houses. There's something inside of you that the enemy sees that's a threat. Oh, yeah. And so he wants to try to take that from you now. If he can hinder your progress, hinder your development right now, he will. Yeah. And you know what? 
I mean, I feel like I'm in a really, really good place spiritually. But if I'm still in the same place in 10 years, something's he, wrong. He will have hindered me. Yeah. I feel like I'm where I need to be spiritually right now, but God has got more plans for me that I, I don't even know yet. And same for you, Paul. And I wonder how many people in our churches have become stuck. They're stuck. They're stuck. Stuck in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife have been that way. We've been married now for 16 years. We've been together now for over 20 years just because we got we uh, started dating in high school. Sometimes you do get hindered. You yeah. do get hindered. Yeah. That's that doesn't make for a happy relationship. Yeah. I do not want her to be hindered by me. God's still got plans for her. And yeah. she's got she's got plans for her. And you know what I need to do? I need to be a facilitator. I need to help her yeah. reach her potential in Christ. Yes. I don't need to be an anchor to her. I need to be somebody who encourages her and inspires her and supports her. And she also needs to try to do that with me. Yeah. Support me and encourage me. There's times she'll say that I'm crazy and that I've got, you know, my ideas are ridiculous and radical or whatever. But you know what? That's just, that's, that's me. And I think at 37, I, I know it. who I am. Radical Roman. <laughs> right. I'm, so, you know, that, think about that in your relationships, in different aspects of your life, in your career. How many people have been have just gotten stuck in their career? Or they just feel like, uh, let's see here. I don't know. That's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. A few moments later. This is a trial by fire. That is not it either. Truth revival style. Trial it by was, fire. Uh, it's it's this one. That's the one. It's the green one. It's the green one. <laughs> <laughs> you should know that. That's your favorite color. I'll probably edit that out in post. No, it's great. Uh, Leave it. Because Roman's favorite. Everything's green. He's the green. He's the green guy. Listen, you were talking about hindering. Check this out uh, about the enemy coming to steal, kill, and destroy, and and why. And, and we're here to promote the truth, and the truth is Jesus. And the truth is, is uh, he's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one that keeps us. So Psalms 119, 98 says this. It talks about the uh, the enemy. We were saying the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Psalms 119, 98 says this, Rome. This is great. It says, your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. For your commandments are always with me. So when we follow him, we become wiser than the one who tries to kill, steal, and destroy us. Because his commandments, who he is, the substance of who he is, is always with us. I was thinking about um, how when you when you give your life to him and the Holy Spirit comes in and that relationship begins and every bit of, of fear and emptiness and loneliness and hurt, all those things that, that, that come with this world that are on you and, and, and they bind you up and bind you down. And, and that I, I remember back to that moment that I gave my life to him and how at that millisecond, everything was perfect. I felt loved. I felt whole. I felt complete. I felt like I could conquer the world. Mm. We were going. We were going to go another way today, and, and due to circumstances, we didn't get to. So this has kind of been on my heart. Uh, when I felt that, 
I'd never felt it before. And you never will until you, until you ask him to save you, mm, that's true, to be my Paul. Lord. You never feel that. And it's, it's our goal, and it's our purpose, our metamorphosis, to morph into that. Because that's who he is. He is wholeness. He is joy. Yeah. He is peace. He is love. We can conquer the world right. with him. So from that moment on, where we establish that relationship and feel that, from that moment on, the enemy is trying to tear us down because he knows who our Lord is, who our King is, and he knows the final outcome. You're not an empty house anymore. No, you're not empty. And, and, and he's coming against that. But it's our job to morph into all those things that we felt in the instant that we received him. You know, perfect love casteth out all fear. That's what Jesus said. Well, I've been fearful in my life. I need to be reconnected to that perfect love. Yes. I need to find it again. And you know, people usually try to, they, 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 they try to find it by filling their life with stuff. Oh, yeah. With things. We've all done it. Or they, they take the loneliness or the emptiness and they try to find something else to fill their time. You'll never find it until you find Christ. Yeah. Until you reconnect with Christ. And you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew six thirty three. And then all these other things will be added unto you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a boat. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a hobby or taking your kids to play sports or to be involved in this club or that club or whatever, but everything's got to have its proper place. Yes. You, you must get your yourself in the proper alignment and God's got to be first. God has to be first. Yes. And when God is first, I'm not just talking about in word. We're not going to honor God with just our lips, but with our heart. Yes. When God is first in your heart, you'll spend time with him. Yeah, Matthew 15. You'll, you'll yeah. commune with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, I long to read my Bible, Paul. I, I mean, I long to study the word of God, to to allow it to just, you know, soak into me. And Corey was uh, saying something to me about, I'm kind of cheating, but sometimes I will allow my Bible app I let it read to me as I fall asleep. I'll do it every night. These words are washing over me. Yes. These words are just washing over me. And and, and speaking of falling asleep, I've got to go here because I talked about it um, last night in Bible study at the church. Our topic was prayer. We've been going back to basics. Prayer was our last thing, and we just kind of did a basic study on prayer. And I heard a, a preacher one time say, one of the... Most, how is it that he phrased it? He said, one of the most precious, blessed things that a person can do is fall asleep while praying to God Mm. in blissful sleep in the arms of their creator. And I thought, you know, that's, that's a, that's a unique perspective. I, I see that. You know, you're in the arms of God. Like, I mean, there's nothing more precious than when your child falls asleep on you. Oh, yeah, definitely. You yeah. know, you talking about bubs. Yeah. Do you and bubs ever get to have some father-son time? The more he's got bigger, the less he'll fall asleep on me because bubs is all about mama. <laughs> 
Mama. Okay. Mama. <laughs> I've heard him say that in church. But like you know, Brad, Brad and Dane. Oh, yeah. It's like every time Lindsay yes. posts a picture, Dane's asleep on Brad. Yes. And I actually went over that the other day. <laughs> Guess where Dane was? Laying on Brad. Laying on Brad. You know, and so it's it's precious when a child falls asleep on a parent. But God, the creator of the universe, almighty God, there's no greater authority than God. Okay, if you've ever read the first chapter of Revelation, he is not the meek and lowly suffering servant. No. Holy, righteous, eyes of thunder, a voice as the sound of many waters. This is not somebody you should fall asleep on. Okay? <laughs> if you, if you, if, there was a, a, a great, a, a person of great authority. We were talking about questions. What if Michael Jordan came to town, Paul? Mm. Who would you say? I mean, is Michael Jordan the goat? Oh, yeah. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all yes. time. <laughs> no question about it. We, we, just so our listeners know, we did preface this show by saying we're just going to go on like some tangents today. We're going to chase some rabbits. So it's totally fine. But the new Space Jam. Have you seen uh, previews for the new Space Jam? Actually, I, I don't watch much TV, so no. Okay, but I you know what Space Jam is, right? Yes, yes. It was Michael Jordan versus the Goon Squad. Oh, yeah, it was a great movie. Back in the kid. 90s. Yep. Well, there's going to be a new one, and it's LeBron mm. versus the new Goon Squad, and they're bringing in the back the Looney Tunes. Oh, okay. And the, uh, the, the previews say the bunny and the goat. And guess who the goat is in there? It's LeBron. <laughs> LeBron has been calling himself the greatest of all times. You can't just heap that title upon yourself. That is, that is a title that's uh, bestowed upon you by your peers. Yes. Okay. It's, it's full of honor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so he's a, he LeBron's calling himself the goat. <clears throat> but anyway, um, boy, I went somewhere wild right there. What was I talking about? Do you remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's see. Falling asleep on God. Falling asleep on God, yes. Falling asleep on God. Okay, if Michael Jordan came to town, everybody would be excited. Oh, yeah. That Jordan was here. And if you got to speak to Michael Jordan, what a great honor that would be. I mean, he would sign your things or you get an autograph from him. But what if in the middle of talking to Michael Jordan, you had narcolepsy and you fell asleep on him you know you'd be like or, you'd be like who is this bum well but you you got <laughs> i would never fall asleep on michael jordan i could i could never fall asleep on the if i got to have an audience with the president of the united states regardless of whether he's a republican or democrat i don't care i respect the office you know i would make the most of my opportunity i wouldn't fall asleep yes and, and what about god Almighty God, and you, you know, so I feel like to fall asleep on God is very disrespectful. It is disrespectful. And the majority of people would fall asleep on God before they would ever fall asleep on a celebrity, an earthly celebrity. You know, so I want to encourage people out there when you're praying, have a devoted time of prayer, a time set aside to focus on the Lord. Because when you take that time to focus on God and meditate upon his word, 
That is really going to help put things in alignment. And you know the cool thing about that, Rome, is when you take that time to pray and to read and to spend time with him, in the future you will live in the fruit of that moment. Mm-hmm. You will, you know, and and it's not that seed or that time is not sown in vain. It's it's not it's not sown in vain because the time you put in will be the time you receive later. You'll you'll be rewarded. It's almost like in the spiritual realm, those things are are your investment. It's like your four hundred one k or or the stock market. You invest your money for a return. So you know through prayer and meditation and Bible reading and and just being alone and listening for his voice that's your currency you know that's what we're investing and the return on that is immeasurable you are saying that and as you're saying that paul i thought about disciple disciple and the root word there is discipline yes and discipline the definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey or follow a code of behavior. We must be disciplined as we follow Christ. And as we, I mean, that is what it means to be a disciple, that we're focusing our efforts. I want to encourage not just me or you, but everybody listening. As you're following Christ, it should be intentional. Yes. Having a greater desire to serve him. And you know, all this came, we talk about metamorphosis and look where it just, it just went everywhere. So most recently in our last episode, we had a great panel on. We had Cody Baxter, Michael Jenkins, and Dual Talent, and we talked about true worshipers and how true worshipers must worship in spirit. And in truth. And in truth. When we worship the Lord, it's not entertainment. And sometimes worship is not always fun. I think we seem we we want church to be entertainment. Yes. And we want the music to sound good or we want you know like have you noticed one of the things that that's happening right now in a lot of churches Paul is these they're they're turning down the lights and they got this blue hue yes in the background setting have, the mood. They're setting the mood. And that's cool. But you know I mean does that usher in the spirit of God? No, it comes in a man. It comes in, and we have to be, we have to ha- usher the mood in our heart. That's it. It's the heart. <laughs> you know, so. It's the heart. Yeah. Okay? And all this atmospheric stuff, it's cool. But you know what? I can go to, um, what's that, the main event up in uh, Knoxville, if I want to be entertained. They set some good, they have some good music. Or you go to this club, or you go to this place, or, and or people will set a mood and a tone for you. And, you know, sometimes even when you're having like a, uh, when you go to a concert, it can be a secular concert. It can almost be a religious type experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a high. It's emotional. It's emotional. Yeah. And when we worship God, there's some emotional things that, that, that are, it's a result or a byproduct of, of recognizing what God has done for us. Now, granted, I mean, I, I think that we ought to have talented musicians. We ought to, singing ought to be good. We, the Bible said, call forth the, for the, uh, the talent, the skilled musicians, bring them up to the front. And there was a time whenever uh, the, the, the musicians led 
the charge in battle. And yeah. that inspired the soldiers, Paul. Yes. So music has its place, but we're not just here for the good singing or we're not just going to church because we want to hear this killer guitar solo or we want to hear that it's the heart of worship. Yes. And Jesus is the heart of worship. Yes. It's got to be about him. Without his presence, it's just noise. Bottom line. Yeah. It's just, it's just noise. So when you worship the Lord, I wonder how many people have come into church and they missed Jesus, missed what it was all about. I have a feeling that that's more common than we would care to. I would almost it, say 70, 30%, 70% to 30%. I mean, really, because you think about it, like I said earlier, the moment you receive him, all those things that you feel and experience from him at the first time. Because I can say this because I struggled in it in my own life. I don't take action and try to pursue that feeling again as much as I need to. Because if I did, I wouldn't be part of that 70% that misses him when I walk in the door. Mm. You know what I mean? If I walked in the door... Say, I'm knocking on the door, and I say, hey, I'm here. I'm looking for Jesus. I'm coming in. I need to find the guy that filled me with love, joy, peace, and his presence. He changed my life. And he, he changed, changed me. me. I'm looking for that guy because I want to tell him thank you. Mm. I want to tell him I love him, and I appreciate him, and I'm not dead because of him. He saved Amen. my life. Yes. And and if we will approach those, those situations and those times that we are corporately together, can you imagine, Roman, Let's just take our church, for example. Can you imagine half capacity? Everybody came in. I'm looking for Jesus, the guy who saved my soul, the guy who, who took and this wreck of a human that I was, and he patched me up, and he put his arms around me, and he lifted me up and set my feet on the solid rock. I'm looking for this guy because I need to tell him that I love him. Mm -hmm. I need to tell him that I want him. I need to tell him that I need him. And I need to tell him that I got to have him right now because he's awesome. Mm. Can you imagine <laughs> if we came in that way? 50% of the people came in that way looking for him. The earth would move under our feet. That's we, what happens in the book of Acts when they pray. Whew. The earth shook. The people, and boy, look at those guys are the ones that changed the world. They turned the world upside down. Yes. So that's what worship is. And we got to... You can't reproduce worship from an outside experience. It must take place in the heart. Yes. In my heart, in your heart. So, mm. boy, we've done some really good recaps here, Paul. I'm good with recaps. Right. Everybody who knows me out there know that I love a good recap. We've recapped for about 30 minutes. Hey, man, recapping. <laughs> so uh, what we wanted to do with the show today... <clears throat> Is I wanted to get to know Paul Chapman a little bit better. Can I ask a question though? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I sit here in this chair every week. Okay. You know, I can't wait till the podcast is out every week, once a week. Yeah, yeah. Because that's coming. I've got people asking me, "When are you releasing? When are you?" Re and I and I'm so thankful and excited that people are interested and they want to hear what we got to say because I, I totally enjoy. It. This is like therapy for me. I think right now we're the number one podcast in Teleco Plains. Praise God! Did man. you know that? Hey, hey, hit the button there. Where's right. that one? <laughs> I've got all these buttons. Don't, don't right hit here. the green one. Don't hit the green <laughs> one. But my question was: I sit in this chair every day. 
or every week to do the podcast. And uh, your office is great, by the way. We're, we're trying to fix it a little bit, but but there's a there's a jar that's got like orange cheese and beans. What what, what is that? What what is that jar? Do you want to know the story? Yes, please. What? Okay. <laughs> this is a sermon illustration that I've done many many times. Oh, cool. Many times. So basically, what I'm holding here is a mason jar. This mason jar is your life. This is your vessel. You can put things in it. But if you put the wrong things in, you'll fill up your life with the wrong things. And so basically what I do when I've done this, is I'll take like some golf balls or a large object, large, large objects, and you, and you just drop the golf balls in here. And you ask your audience, you know, is my life full? Or is, is, is the jar full? And when you fill it up with golf balls, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, it's full. Well, then you just take some beans and you put beans in it, like some uh, pinto beans. You know, I, well, it not, looks no, like pinto beans. Yeah. Really. Well, is it, is that or is dry, it black beans? Dried beans. Something, yeah. It, does pinto beans come out of the can? Well, they come dried. Okay. Well, yeah. the, the, My mom you, used to cook them. And this is just what I chose. You take the dried beans and you drop them down in there. And everybody's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you could put more things in there because it was full. And uh, you, you, you let the beans kind of trickle down in there. And then you ask them, is it full? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, it's full. Well, then you take some sugar and you pour like the, the grains of sugar down in there. And it really makes everything tight and cohesive and, and really brings everything together. Here's the, here's the lesson. The large objects, the, the golf balls, are the important things of life. God, family, friendship, church, you know, and, and you can come up with the things that are, that are important in your life, those, yeah. those big things. And then you've got the, uh, the beans, the other things that, you know, your, your career, responsibility, um, your testimony, um, you know, just, just different. And, and I kind of have, you know, illustrated it in, in, in several different ways. Right. But those are the, the some of the the minor things in in our lives that that bring that make us a total person yeah um you know uh food shelter safety you know those we all have basic needs right in in our life that we have to have for for, for fulfillment <clears throat> and then um there's the sugar and those are the sweet things the things that just make not life fun and great but if you if you just fill your life with sweet things, you don't have space for the big things. Yeah. You know? That's true. And so that's kind of the illustration. That's cool. That you have to you have to kind of prioritize your life. And 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 then once you do that, I mean look, I mean that's a that's that's solid and it's full. Yeah. And um but you gotta make sure that you put the right things into your life. I I look at that every week. That's that's what that is. And I'm like oh. What is it? I was That's like, a, you got some chips? I'm hungry. You know, that was a sermon <laughs> illustration. Okay. And so thank you for, for everybody who listened out there. Then you can probably find this on YouTube. There's, a, there's a, like an email that goes around that, uh, you know, a professor did this in, uh, pretty cool. Visual. And, and the, and the professor, the professor even, uh, he done all those things and then he had like two Cokes. At the end, and everybody's like, well, "What's the Coke for?" And he said, "You're never too busy to enjoy a Coke with a friend." 
That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just it's just one of those things that, again, who are we as people? What do we need to find joy and fulfillment? You can fill your life with all kinds of craziness, but it's God. God is the source of our joy and our fulfillment and our peace. So we wanted to have uh, just a couple random questions. I want to ask Paul some random questions here, and he and I are just going to do a little banter back and forth. Um, Paul, one of the questions that we got some, we got some random questions here. Pulled up some random questions. Here's a question I want to ask you. What will finally break the internet? Mm. Donald Trump being reelected. Donald Trump being reelected. Everybody's probably heard of that. You know, well, it breaks the internet, or you know, you can't break the internet. It'll crash. You can't crash. They'll, they'll the be internet, so tore you know, they'll up. They'll be like, what? And I'm like, whoof. But yeah, you, I don't think we can break the internet. Uh, let's see here, Paul. Um, what is or where is the smelliest place you've ever been? Where is the smelliest place you've ever been? The smelliest place I've ever been. Rio de Janeiro. Rio? Yes. You know, me and Corey were just talking about that. I'm going to let you elaborate because I'm talking a ton oh, no. in this episode. No, I'm good. Me and Corey took a mission trip to Rio. And I loved it. Yes. We stayed around the Copacabana. Yep. It was beautiful. Yes. I had a great is. experience in Rio. Yeah. So tell me about your experience. It's, be- it's beautiful. The beaches are beautiful. It's, I mean, the sun bakes you, you know, I, I blistered like crazy, <laughs> but um, the food's great. The people were great. Um, but on the, on the back streets, you know, at nighttime, they're like, don't go back the there. The back streets. Okay. You're, they're like, do not go back there. If you want to live, don't go back okay. there. But, you know. Me being from Teleco, I went. Mm. And uh, a lot of people living on the street. Wow. And, and um, just, yeah, it was kind of sewery and, and stagnant water. And, yeah, it was it was pretty rough. You want to know something that's crazy? Um, homelessness in any part of the country, uh, any part of the world is is sad. But I hear that there's like a really – tragic thing happening like in san francisco oh yeah and in different parts um on the west coast with homelessness yeah and it's bad crazy and and like in oregon i think i heard that they have like they're no longer charging people with a criminal offense for possession of heroin and there's just needles all over the streets. Wow. In in Oregon. And they're trying to help those people instead of just putting them in prison. They're trying to help them get in like rehabs. Yeah. Which, you know, I think is is great. But the desperation that's happening in our a in country our world, without the Lord. We're broken. Yeah, we it, are. People are broken, you know. Trying to trying to fix it with the with the wrong fix. And and I think that that you know, wherever that darkness is, We've been called to be the light. Yes. That was a little sidetrack there. I didn't mean to go on that, but the smellish place that I've ever been is actually in our fellowship hall. Really? Okay. Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. So we had some things in the fellowship hall. Had a big freezer. 
somehow it got unplugged. Mm. And everything in that freezer just turned to mush and just, you know. <laughs> so me and Lance go down there one day and we was like, oh man, the freezer's unplugged. And we opened it up and it was just like the worst smell ever. I could see Lance. I could see The worst it. smell ever. And we had to get that freezer out of the fellowship hall, <laughs> bleach it and clean it. And Paul, I'm like, it was the worst smell of all time. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, what body part would you mind, wouldn't you mind losing? If you're going to lose a body part, something's got to come off. What wouldn't you mind losing? Like permanently gone? Gone. Something's got to go. My belly. <laughs> Your belly. I mean, I could probably do without a finger or something, but I mean, I work with my hands, so I kind of need those. I was but, watching the you know. uh, A&E documentary on Mick Foley. Great. I love Mick Foley. Mick Foley was talking about how he uh, was wrestling in Germany, and he had done some crazy move and got his head caught in the ropes, and it pulled his ear off. And so I think if I was going to lose a body part, I wouldn't mind losing an ear. I could lose an ear. Could he still hear? I yeah, mean, he could still hear. Still, yeah, he just could lost, still hear. He just lost the ear. Just lost the ear. I mean, it doesn't affect the ear canal, yeah, the ear drum. Right. So they couldn't attach it? They couldn't reattach it? Well, it was back in the 90s or the 80s or something like that. And oh. I think that technology hadn't uh, been, I don't know. but Wow. Mick Foley. I wouldn't mind losing an ear. And you say your belly. I like that. <laughs> okay. Uh what was your what's your craziest injury? My craziest injury? Craziest injury. You Oh uh when I first started wiring, I was in Cleveland in Anatole, this big fancy subdivision, and we were in a hurry and I had a rope. We'd we'd stuck a piece of conduit. I just wedged it to get this rope through the pipe. You know, we pulled it through the pipe and I pulled the rope off the pipe and I'm standing over it and it just it comes up and it like Cuts me under my eye and about knocks me out. It was crazy. It was it was dumb on my part, but yeah, it happened. Okay, <laughs> all right. What is my dumbest injury? Um, Lord have mercy, I've had so many. Um, I would say my dumbest injury was when I backflipped off the steel bridge mm. for the first time. You know, it was we was dared to do it. I I was dared to do it backflip off the steel bridge and instead of doing a a complete rotation i done a one and a half oh not good (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh slapped face first on the uh water and Mm. well yeah and it was a it was a tough injury but (laughs) i used to be that guy paul that would do things to make people laugh or I was the the one who would try things. Like nobody else wanted to do them. Roman would do it. Yeah, he'll do it. Roman will try it. Yeah, pull now, him in here. Now I'm not big on trying food. I will not try food. Yeah, you don't like ketchup, do you? I don't like to try new things. <laughs> like it's like a, a phobia that it, it really brings anxiety. Like to try new I things. Understand. I understand. I don't like to go to Chinese restaurants. I used to not like Mexican. 
Um, but shout out to those guys. What's that name? Name Mexican place in town? Oh, Senor Lopez. Senor Lopez. Oh, those guys are great. They are. So shout out to Senor Lopez. Maybe we can get some uh, ad- Juan, Juan, Jose, some, and Christian. They're awesome. Uh, the, maybe we can get some ad revenue. Yeah, from those guys. Senor Lopez. <laughs> Senor Lopez, best uh, Mexican restaurant in Teleco Plains. There's two now. Oh, they're the best. But we're not going to talk about the second one. I don't even know their name. I don't, I don't either. Senior Lopez or die. It's Senior Lopez or bust. Okay, so let's see. If you had the opportunity to meet a fictional character, who would it be? I'll go first while you think. Yeah, go ahead. If I had the opportunity to meet a fictional character, I would probably like to meet... Gandalf, Lord of the Rings is probably my most favorite book series of all time. And I love the movies, especially. And Gandalf is a character that he just seems like he would know a thing or two. Mm. Right? Yeah. I would just love to be around Gandalf. Uh, so, that's my fictional character. Have you figured out anybody? No, yet? I have not. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Um, probably. Uh, mm, I'm gonna pass. I don't know. Okay, what's the best purchase you've ever made? The best purchase I've ever made. Best purchase you've ever made. Hmm. Real estate. Okay. Not not just any one thing, but real estate changed my life. Okay. Real estate. What's the best purchase that I ever made? I would have to say probably the engagement ring for Corey. Yes. That's a great one. Because she has been so grounding in my life. She has been my biggest supporter. Mm. And she's also been my biggest critic. (laughs) (laughs) She has helped me when I was in such a pit of despair. She's brought me out of it. And there's sometimes when I get too big for my britches, she brings me back down and uh, she's my constant. Yes. And so, you know, probably that engagement ring. That's awesome. Was, uh, hey, I figured out who, who my fictional character oh, okay. was. Okay, go ahead. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Yeah. Now he's real. No, he's not real. Matt Dillon? He, he was uh, the Western. You're going to have to tell me about this. I thought you were talking Matt Damon. No, not, not Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. He, tell he, me about Matt Dillon. He was a police officer. Okay, I don't... You're going to have to go on. I don't know who this is. Really? I'm t- being serious. Matt, Matt, Matt Dillon solved all the world's problems. He was on Gunsmoke. The greatest Western of all time. Gunsmoke. That was before my time. Hey, they still play it today. Get me TV. You're good. All right, here's one. If you had to change my name 
and I had to change your name, what would it be? I'm going to go first. Go ahead. I would call you Mr. Nationwide. Mr. Nationwide. Nationwide. Paul Paul Chapman, Mr. Nationwide. You're crazy. That's what your name is in my phone. Mr. Nationwide. Mr. Nationwide. When you call, that's what it says. <laughs> Mr. Nationwide. Because that's how I know you. You're, you're nationwide, Paul. I'm nationwide. <laughs> First name, nation. Last name, name wide. wide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lose my belly. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I would change yours to what everybody else calls you. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. You're the owner. No, no. <laughs> Jerry Jones is a knucklehead. Those cowboys right now uh, are a mess. But everybody calls you Jerry Jones. Cause That's what Brad cause you, calls cause you're, me. Because you're in charge. Well, <laughs> uh, I, would you prefer Optimus Prime? Oh, yeah, Optimus Prime. What Optimus Prime? We're following you, Rome. <laughs> Come heck or high water, we're going with or without. We're go. We're coming with you, Rome. Whatever, okay. good or bad. Uh, let's see here. Here's a good one. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? The absolute. And total truth. From anybody. From anybody. Anybody. What would you ask? Tell me why it's so important for the politicians to be in control. What's the underlying agenda? That would be my question. That was the fairy dust. It, it was great. I felt <laughs> sprinkled for a moment. <laughs> wow. That's big. Government. They might come in and shut us down, Paul. Praise God. Take our free speech away. No. They're trying to anyway. <laughs> Bunch of bums. Yeah. They <laughs> okay. So I guess my question would be, really, are there aliens out there? Of course. Area 51, Rome. Are there aliens out there? I mean, and, and the uh, the FBI releasing this, you know, Freedom of Information Act. And, I mean, have you been listening to this stuff? That yes. There's UFOs, unidentified yeah. flying objects. Now, listen, right now, these, the um, drones that are accessible on the commercial market, we have we can go out and buy one of these expensive drones, and it, you think if it's available to the public, what does the military actually possess? Oh yeah, what do they have? That's true. If that if that stuff is just, they've probably got some other things out there that yeah. we don't even know about yet. Oh, I'm sure. But are these things real? Are there other is there intelligent life out there somewhere? You know, and that's kind of a crazy question, and everybody wants to know that. But if you know, I would like to know. Um. <laughs> Let's see here. What is the most interesting thing you have seen or read? Probably that uh, they voted on the uh, Juneteenth. No. What is it called? The Right to Care Act, where every American needs health insurance, government provided. 
Didn't know that. That it passed seven to two, that it's continuing on to be voted on more. Uh, the Supreme Court? Yes. Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it, it seven to two. Okay. That They say it's illegal for uh, the Republican-ran states to be fighting it the way they are. That it's against the law. Uh, the law, but whatever. We are not trying to turn this into a political episode, but you know <laughs> that's just the way it goes sometimes. What's the most interesting thing that I have seen or read this week? Right now, I'm huge into the NBA playoffs. I'm not a big fan throughout the regular season, but come playoff time, love to watch the NBA playoffs and there was two massive upsets in the past week now the series is the series are not over yet but the clippers beat the jazz really and Kawhi Leonard got hurt the clippers beat the jazz and then what was the other one the bucks over the nets the bucks beat the nets yep <laughs> Anyway, that's some of the most interesting things that I've seen this week. Um, and then, so, Paul, we've been going now for a little bit, and I want to try to wrap this up. We've had a really good time to uh, today just to kind of let our, let our hair down and give our listeners a little bit of insight into me and Paul because uh, we are very appreciative that you guys choose to listen and uh Dedicate your time to listen to what we have to say, and we just wanted to say thank you for that. We've got some really important things that's coming up on Truth Revival. We're going to try to do a book review once a month. I've got a small team that we're going to try to uh, read and study a book. Um most of our books are that we're going to read and study is probably going to be geared more towards our faith. And so religious type Christian books. But if there's another book out there, we might even read Lord of the Rings. Well, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, you know, we're going to be doing this thing for who knows how many years. I'd like to do a cool book review. Um, so we'll see. If you want, if you have a specific book that you would like to hear reviewed or one that you might find interesting, be sure to comment or post or send me or Paul a message on social media. We're real easy to find. You can also find us at Truth Revival 37385 on Facebook. That's one of the best ways to get in touch with Paul or myself and find out what's going on with the podcast. There's some other things that's going to be happening, Paul. If we were on YouTube TV, they could see your illustration. You're right. You're right. We could live stream. There's going to be a time when, when that happens. Yeah, that, well, that's coming. Yeah. That's coming. We, we got to start <laughs> small. Um, so we're going to try to do a book review, and then we're also going to try to do a chosen recap. Oh, that'll be cool. And discussion. The Chosen is a an independent TV series on YouTube that is really, yeah. really well produced. Watcher funded, right? People yeah. who and, and it's not influenced by Hollywood, and you know nobody can tell the the writers or the director their vision. They're not being influenced by outside sources, so it's. Um, really really a good thing and we're gonna try to just talk about the chosen 
Yeah. So episode one, we're gonna that uh, that's coming. Not yet. Not yet. We're still we're still working on it, but that's coming. And also, um, so we've got the book review. We've got uh, the chosen reflection, and we'll we'll probably do like other movies or other more more content driven type things. Uh, like uh, media type stuff that we uh, reflect upon, and then the uh, uh, the regular old discussion, me and Paul, and bringing in a panel, bringing in uh, ministers and pastors and other guests, and we're just going to continue our search for the truth. We're going to talk about some some topics, uh, some different things that we find interesting or that we feel is important, and we're just going to talk about them. Mm. Okay. So, Paul, wrapping this up, you got anything that you want to close us out with and say? I just, uh, it, it was fun to just talk today. I really needed to just talk. I've been so busy and so caught up with everything for the last three weeks. Going into next, probably the next two more weeks, because I'm, I'm going to be speaking at a youth camp July the 11th through the 17th. This will be my fourth year. Speaking at the camp. So I'm excited about that. Because you're Mr. Nationwide. I don't know about Mr. Nationwide, but uh, <laughs> but I just really need to talk today, Ron. And it's good, you know, just to 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 not be so by the letter or by the law. It's good sometimes just to be yourself. To it's, express and just let yourself out. And say, hey, man, what's in that jar? I see it every <laughs> week when I sit here. I, I need to know what's in the jar. <laughs> You know, and um, so it's been fun. It's been good. And uh, I've enjoyed it. Here's the truth. We have to be ourselves because he, he created us this way. That's true, Paul. Thank you, man, for joining us. Thank you for being here. To our listeners, we appreciate you guys. Truth Revival, episode five. We're out of here. <laughs>